Irish Times Inside Business Podcast in association with Your Next Dublin. Hello and welcome to Inside Business with Kieran Hancock, a podcast from the Irish Times. We've been off air for a couple of weeks, but I'm delighted to say that we're back remotely from my home in Churchtown with the benefit of Skype and iPhone. And I'm delighted also to say that I'm joined on the phone by Pat McCann, the head of the Ladder Hotels and one of the founders of Ireland's biggest hotel chain, who's in the middle of this coronavirus crisis right now. Pat, you're very welcome and thank you for joining Inside Business. Thank you, Kieran, and been delighted to be actually talking to somebody. I'm <laughs> sure, I'm sure. Pat, I mentioned that Delata is the biggest hotel group in Ireland. You've got a chain of hotels in Ireland and the UK, I think more than 40 now at this stage. Can you just tell us what impact this coronavirus crisis over the past few weeks has had on your company? Uh, I, I suppose it goes without saying that, that it has been monumental in terms of our business. Uh, so as of this week, uh, I, we, have, we have 44 hotels, 9,200 rooms, uh, and out of that now, I have closed 29 of those hotels. I still have 15 in operation, uh, and those uh, are three in the UK and 12 here in Ireland. Uh, and we will manage to keep those open because I've, I've committed to helping the HSE, Dublin City Council, Department of Justice uh, with providing space uh, to their various constituents so that we are... I suppose, helping the cause in terms of uh, providing accommodation to those people who may otherwise struggle at this point in time. Uh, and that's really really what we're doing. But in terms of our normal business, that essentially has disappeared. And that's both for Ireland and the UK. So any of our corporates, leisure traffic, tour operator, that, is, that business is essentially gone. Um, and I suppose what that means for us then is in terms of how uh, does a company like Delata or any other company for that matter survive in an environment like this. And, and the key component of that is to manage your cash. So for us, uh, we have to be able to manage our cash resources to make sure we don't run out of cash. And I'm delighted to tell you that uh, Delata, being Delata, is in a very strong position to withstand uh, the fact that we may have no revenue for uh, maybe six or eight months uh, and we'll still come out in a strong position. So the fact is that we are very strong cash generative business in the first instance. But then on top of that, that we own the bulk of our hotels means that, that we have very valuable assets there that could be utilized if we needed further cash. So there's there's a lot of positives for Delata in that. And I suppose the way we, we stress tested this, we looked at what would happen if all our hotels were closed between now and the end of August. Can we survive? And the answer to that is yes. And then we looked at it and we said, what happens if all our hotels are closed until the end of December? Can we survive? And the answer to that is yes. So for us, uh, it's, it is great to be in a position of strength. Unfortunately, in the process, we've had to let a lot of our people go, uh, hopefully on the short term. Uh, we have communicated very well with them. We have supported them through this particularly difficult time for all of them. So in all things, we are, relatively speaking, in great shape. And I use the word relatively uh, very strongly because it is relative to the times we find ourselves in. 
Patches, say you've stress test until the end of December and you've you've found out that you can survive until that point. At what point next year does it become really tricky? Is the business really under threat? The, the, the business essentially will never be under threat. And, and, and I mentioned there that we own a lot of our assets. So we have opportunity to do something with our assets if so need. So for example, uh, if I had to, I could do a sale and lease back. Um, and, and that would uh, obviously give me cash in, in, uh, immediately. Uh, and that's, that's something that we will look at. Uh, I'm not sure I'll actually uh, do it at this point, but it's an option for us if we so needed it. So, so essentially for Delata, we are in, in a great space in that we have, at the end of December, we had 1.5 billion of assets on the balance sheet. So we are strong in that sense. Um, uh, and and it gives me a lot of comfort that we uh, can survive this for a very long period of time without creating or damaging too much the business that we have already. I just take me through some of the some of the measures you've had to take. You mentioned that a number of staff have had to be laid off. How many? So if you look at it up to last week, we had laid off two and a half thousand. Now. As we are shutting down hotels this week, that will increase. Uh, and we haven't finalized the number yet because it'll depend on the levels of business that may come from government. And I'll use that term loosely. Uh, so there's there's lots of conversations going on at that at, on that at this point, but there's nothing definitive at this point. So it'll depend. So I'm not giving any more numbers until I know where this might take us. Because if, if I look at the 15 hotels that remain open and the 29 that have closed, there is a possibility that more may close or that we may reopen some of the ones that are already shut down. Um, and that, again, will be to support government's efforts. OK. Are you being paid for these rooms that you're effectively renting to government? Yes. So, so there, there, there will be some compensation, but just to be clear about it, this is not a profit-making exercise for Delata. This is essentially to cover the cost of doing whatever we're asked to do. And that's all we're going to look at. So it is not, it is not about generating any profit. It's about just providing a service and just getting covering the cost that I need to do to, to maintain the hotels. Sure. And give us a flavour for some of the hotels that are still open and some of the hotels that have closed, hotels that people will be very familiar with. So, so for example, our Clayton Dublin Airport is, is open, our, our, our Clayton Burlington Road is open, our Maldon Parnell Square, our Clayton Cork City, our Maldon Limerick. Uh, we have two opened in Galway, our Maldon Ornmore and our Maldon Sandy Road. Uh, then in, in the UK, we have our Clayton Crown Hotel, Clayton Manchester and Clayton Belfast all remaining open. And then the rest of the group, uh, which is too numerous to, to, to mention, will have closed. But for example, the Gibson Hotel will be closed, Clayton Cardiff Lane, properties like that, uh, Armalden, Pier Street, Kevin Street, uh, Clayton Charlemont will be closed. So there's, 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 there's a number of properties around the country that will close and in the UK. So I have I have nine hotels closed in the UK out of the twelve. Okay, nine of the twelve. 
And have there been pay cuts, or is it planned to have pay cuts for those who remain on the books? Correct. So, so what has happened across the board? One, one of the things, uh, I, I suppose, I set myself three targets at the, at the beginning of this now. We're into the third week of it now. But in my planning process, I set myself three targets. One was to protect as many of our people as possible, because essentially we're a people business, and I don't want to find that too many of my people have to be let go, and then I have difficulty recruiting again. Uh, and then to protect our business in the medium term and not to do anything to damage that, and then obviously to protect our cash. So in terms of our people, people who are staying in and working, uh, a number of things will happen there. So there's, there's two issues that I'm, I'm dealing with is pay cuts right across the board. And this, is, this starts from the board down and then short-term working for some people as well, whichever suits them best. So there's a combination of the two, but, but certainly uh, there will be significant pay cuts. And we are not assuming that this will be a two or three month uh, uh, gig, for want of a better word. We're assuming that this will go on for much longer. And even as we start to come out of it, it'll still be erratic. So the pay cuts may have to stay much longer. I, I hear some companies talking about cutting for two months or whatever it is. In reality, we are we are assessing this month by month, but my expectation is that this will go on a lot longer than we anticipate. So the earnings of our people in Delata will be significantly down on last year. So how long do you think this will go on for, Pat? I, I would love to think that we might see some flickers of light and recovery from September on. I, I have no expectation of anything before that. Um, and and that that would be amazing if that happened, um, but my 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 I I really look at it and I'm saying in reality, this may go on up to December and into the new year. That's 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 really the way. And if I was advising businesses, I'd advise them to look at it on that basis because I think what will happen is that if they don't look at it on that basis, they're going to end up being disappointed themselves and disappointing their people. And just to be clear, do you think the restrictions are going to go on until that time, until December or New Year? Or do you think it'll just be with, you know, people getting back to sort of normality? It could be December or New Year before that happens. Yeah, so, so there is a combination of both things that, in fact, I feel the restrictions will have to go on longer than people expect. Uh, and, you know, the, the, to be fair to the government, they have done a masterful job at managing the situation in extraordinarily difficult circumstances. Uh, and uh, the incentives they've brought out, you know, I, I have to commend them on it, that they have responded very quickly. And while nothing is perfect, they certainly have done a great job in, in the employee con um, uh, income continuance programs. Uh, so I still expect that, that in, in essence, that a lot of the restrictions will not end before September. And if that was the case, then you will have a slow return. Now, the, the advantages we have in, in Ireland is that we have a relatively strong domestic economy. Uh, we also have a very strong FDI economy. And what you'll find is that in the initial phases of return, that the corporates supporting that FDI side will be the first to start travel, whereas it will be much slower for the leisure business to actually get the confidence to get back on planes and travel anywhere. Um, so the 
domestic economy and market for us will be much stronger as it starts to recover than the international visitor numbers. Uh, and where uh, exactly as happened during the financial crisis, that, that economy recovered much quicker. And people wondered why Ireland took off as quickly as it did. Well, it really was down to the fact that we have two economies in Ireland. We have the domestic economy and we have the foreign direct investment economy, which both kind of work very much in tandem and both support each other. So again, you could see a relatively quick take up uh, or back to kind of, I won't say normal because it would be a long time before it's normal again, but that business could come back much quicker than uh, any leisure business we would expect. And just in terms of the leisure business, what's your expectation as to how long that might be impacted? Because it will take a long time, won't it, before the behaviours uh, we, we had before these restrictions were put in place, before we go back to that kind of normal activity? I think what will happen is that, that um, for, for the, if, if I look at our own plans, what we're looking at is, is, is 2020 is a year to make sure you survive. Then 21 is a year of starting to build back the business. Uh, and, and you will see that starting to build back up again in 21. And then I would see 22 as probably the year where you're getting back to some levels of normality in terms of visitor traffic and visitor numbers. And that, that would be in its, in its kind of broader sense. If, 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 if you look at it any other way, I think, as I say, we're going to all end up being disappointed. Yeah. Pat, you've been in this business an awful long time. Um, how bad is this compared to previous crises? Because we've had, you know, in your career, I suppose there's been an oil crisis, there's been various recessions. We've had 9-11, foot and mouth. Uh, we had the global economic uh, financial crash in 2008-9. How does this compare? This, uh, this is worse than all of the above mentioned uh, put together. So I started in, in, in the early 70s uh, and the oil crisis hit and everybody thought that was terrible. And then you had recession in the early 80s, you had Gulf Wars and all sorts of things. Then in the early 90s, you had the dot-com bubble, you had 9-11 in the early 2000s. And then of course, uh, in, in 2008, you, you mentioned the, the, the financial crash. And if you put all of those together, they don't equal to what's happening currently. And, and, and the, the really uh, difficult part about this is that we have no idea when it'll end. That's, if, if, if we had a definitive end date, that would make things easier. But unfortunately, we won't. Because what, what people have to bear in mind that while Ireland might be ahead of the curve and, 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 and be relatively free fairly quickly, we need the rest of the world to be in the same place because otherwise the risk of reoccurrence is too great. So it, it, it all has to kind of happen together. So the world needs to rid itself of this virus in order for confidence to come back. And the only way that'll happen is by having some form of, of medication or vaccine that will give people comfort that there's, there's a, a cure for this uh, terrible terrible virus. Pat, um, there's something like 5,000 hotel rooms, I think, in the pipeline for Dublin this year to open. Um, Savile's put out a report saying that probably in or around 1900 wouldn't now go ahead because of the current uh, crisis. What's, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah. Well, 
Uh, I, I've been doing a lot of conversations with investors over the last two or three weeks, as you can well imagine. And one of the things I've been saying to them is that uh, one of the, the, uh, the most thankful things that will happen out of this is that we will stop talking about new supply into Dublin because new supply essentially will dry up. Because what's going to happen, of course, is that, that whatever chance people had of get, uh, getting funding uh, for projects prior to this, that will disappear almost totally. So I can't, and I know Savills have said that, that anything that has started will more than likely finish. I'm not sure about that. It depends on where it's at in terms of, of its completion. Uh, so you could see a pretty rapid slowdown from now on. So even if you look at all the hotels, the new hotels that opened, all of them are closed today. Um, and, and, and if you look at Delata, like we still have 12 hotels in Ireland uh, in, in business. And, and that's down to the resilience of the company, the, the expertise of the management and, and the teams that I have to be able to do this. And like it, it, is, it is difficult on lots of other operators to actually be able to uh, do the things that we can do um, because of our size, but as, mo as much as, and, and more importantly probably, is, is the expertise of the management that we have across the group. Pat, is there anything that the government could do specifically for the hospitality sector whenever we come out of this uh, lockdown period? I, I'm just wondering, for example, the VAT rate after the financial crash, they lowered the VAT rate to 9% to try and help the hospitality sector get back on its feet. It was very successful, um, but a couple of budgets ago, um, that measure was taken away and the VAT rate went up again. Yeah, so again, so to be clear about it, what, what, what I have said uh, at this point in time, no one industry should take precedent over another while we're in the middle of this crisis. But, 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 but be very clear about it from once we start to come out of this, uh, we will then start to look at incentives as to how the largest indigenous business in Ireland recovers and recovers quickly. Because if you remember when we were coming out of the financial crisis, the tourism and leisure industry was the one that led the way with the recovery from a domestic point of view. And, and we expect that that could repeat itself again if the correct incentives are in place. And you did mention VAT, uh, it, and, and that will obviously be one of the areas that we will be looking at very closely. But it's just too early to get into that place at the moment. Um, and what we should all be doing is supporting government as every industry should in whatever way they can to help uh, defeat and, and get rid of this terrible virus. So I'm, I'm not calling on government to do anything at this point in time, but rest assured that when this is all over and it will end, we will then be looking at whatever incentives we can to make sure that we recover and lead the way again on the domestic economy. Yeah, okay, well, amid all the doom and gloom, I think there's some, uh, some happy news on your side personally, uh, Pat. I understand you became a grandfather for the first time. I sure did. And on, on, on Sunday night, I had a very sleepless night. I, I thought those days were well behind me. But my, my eldest daughter, Louise, and her partner, Chris, had a wonderful baby boy, nine pounds, two ounces in Hollis Street on Sunday night, or Sunday, I should say Monday morning, actually. Uh, so I didn't sleep prior to hearing the news and I didn't sleep after hearing the news. So I had a very restless night. But it's, it's, it's wonderful news in... 
and and there are good things out there and 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 i suppose i'm delighted that uh, that both mother and baby are doing exceptionally well uh, and she arrived home today and we had a look in the window we weren't allowed in the house and rightly so uh, so uh, so it's great to see it but there are good good news stories out there as well and i think you know one of the things that i'd be encouraging people is that we've got far nicer to each other and that's that's a wonderful thing and and people start supporting each other so there are lots of good things out there and what we don't want is people to lose heart and lose faith in the fact that that we can get out of this um the irish race is a very resilient race and we are a very creative race and if anybody can get out of it ireland can no, I'm sure you're right, Pat, and uh, that's a nice note on which to end, uh, I think. Um, that's it for this week from Inside Business. My thanks to Pat McCann of the Ladder Hotels for joining me on the show. Declan Conlon produced the show uh, remotely from some other part of Dublin. Not sure where, but thanks to him. Uh, remember, you can get the latest business news straight into your inbox by signing up to our Business Today email at irishtimes.com, even though we're in a lockdown. And you can also follow the Irish Times business feed on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook each day. Uh, that's it for, from me and from Inside Business for this week. We hope to join you again next week. But until next time, take care and stay safe.